Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. start this thing right there so wait you're public speaking in front of how what, a lot of people how many public speaking in front of about 150 people and i said uh i was sharing some experience between working and, and schooling and i was like yeah you know i love it because i'm able to work but then i'm also able to you know get my schooling my book learning in <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude in front of like 150 people did, did they catch on it did they do anything did they call you out hilarious you know what when one of the other speakers came up to me after and he's like hey you've been watching a little bit too much trailer park boys eh (laughs) (laughs) oh shoot dude was that one of the first your first time speaking or what were you just nervous or what happened yeah it was probably like my second or third time and I was nervous that was the the loud largest crowd I've been in front of and uh after that I was like Bro, I got to go to Toastmasters. <laughs> I got to get a coach. I got to figure this shit out. Uh, so, uh, all right, so for those who don't really know a lot about you, let's give a brief, a brief breakdown of you. So you call yourself a serial entrepreneur. Um, I saw that you said you're doing something with hedge funds too, which is always kind of cool. I always like, you know, saying that, you know, when people ask me, uh, like, what do you do for a living? I like being stupid. It's like, oh, I manage hedge funds. And because everyone's like, I don't really know what that is. <laughs> so that's the beauty of it so but yeah so like why don't you give everyone a little brief introduction so they uh kind of get a gist of who we're talking to here yeah totally the uh yeah for sure so i've got four companies that i focus on at the moment i'm based in vancouver canada uh born and raised just 30 minutes outside but uh, spend a lot of time in downtown and four companies at the moment one is, is squadra capital it's a commodity and currency traded fund so a hedge fund in the process of building that, uh, did a lot of networking, obviously, with family offices, venture capital firms, private equity, um, and people would come to me with projects and say, hey, are you guys going to invest in this or that? And I'd say no, but I was just talking with a family office that doesn't want to invest into our commodity fund, so let me introduce you to them. Started another company, Alteza Capital, that does a lot of introductions and funding. 
uh, for different company, technology, cannabis, you know, real estate. Um, so that's all Tesla Capital. And then third business is NXT Digital in the NFT space. We help artists get into the NFT space. We partnered up with uh, Aircoins to build a virtual art gallery, which is going to be great. We're going to be able to feature a lot of artwork in the virtual art gallery and have different events. Um, and then the fourth business is coaching uh, young entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general, uh, generally around fundraising or just business. And then I brought together about 10 coaches to form the Global Coaching Association, which we're launching in the next two weeks. So that'd be great. So what's up, man? How'd you get involved on this? Did you always have the entrepreneurial spirit and just decided just to keep grinding it out and going wherever it took you or what? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I was always doing something, man. When I was in high school, I was like either like selling fireworks or I was going on adventures <laughs> or like buying and selling dirt bikes. I had two snowmobiles. I'd never ridden one, but um, you know, I was pissed actually because I bought these snowmobiles for like two years in a row. And then the next year we got so much snow in my street. I was like, man, I would have ridden that thing like everywhere. <laughs> it would have been so fun. Um, but yeah, I've always just been you know, so intrigued with, you know, finances and how much freedom it can bring you. So I was like, man, I, I hate this money thing being such a big problem in so many people's lives. I don't want it to be a big problem in mine. So I look at it as a, as a huge game, you know, I want sure. to have as much freedom as possible. So. Oh yeah. That's one of the biggest things, man, is like a lot, a lot of, or my opinion, what a lot of people seek out is financial freedom and what almost everybody wants. And that, you know, and just having that weight takes off a lot of weight as far as stress and just worrying about all the other things in your life, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you want to go travel or you want to go, you know, do something fun or you want to help out your family members, it just opens up so many, so many doors and opportunities. And honestly, it's like, it's, it's more fun. <laughs> I mean, like having money versus not having money. It's sure. Fun, you know? So yeah, you got a lot more toys to play with and stuff. <laughs> just like you were saying. That's it, man. That's so, it. So how did you grow up? Did you grow up, you know, kind of on the lower end of poor or middle class? And that's what kind of was your motivation too, just to try to get the financial freedom or what? Yeah, it was, uh, I would say middle class. And then my my family, we went through a pretty huff, uh, tough time with the car accident that my dad and I were in when mm -hmm. I was in grade three. Um, he was concussed really bad in the car accident. And then that set us back financially big time because he couldn't work. For quite a few years and then there was a lot of uh, chaos in our family for a few years ended up uh, creating a divorce and then uh, some more problems after that so through that like struggle and, and watching you know both my parents go through that I was like oh man that's 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 rough I don't want that to this this financial situation to continue and persist so um, let's let's work on that as much as possible yes yeah, that's it's always have some type of motivating factor where you see some type of you know i guess a life like that and that's when you're like hey i don't want to live like this i want to live something better and i want to give back to my you know whether it's your start your own family or people around you and just said yeah and just when you're able to do that with financially freedom though it just it makes it all all worth it i guess you know that hey you worked so hard and like look you just said you just named off four different businesses and so you got that motivation you got that work ethic dude and do you always have that work ethic too ingrained in you yeah, I would, I don't know. I'm almost like ambitiously lazy. Um, <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, I would rather enjoy my life and do what I want when I want. So I'm willing to work really hard so that I'm able to do that. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, 
like, sure, I can make 80 grand a year working for somebody and I don't really have to think too creatively and like, I don't really have to push myself and you can almost be lazy in a job. You know what I mean? Like it really doesn't take much effort to go to a job and just work eight hours a day and then go home and chill. Like that's, that's a lot less work than, you know, working all the time. So, um, you know, and then when you, my, my goal is ambitiously lazy is pursue entrepreneurship to the point where then I get my time back and, and then I can go back from there. But along the process, I've realized that I'm never going to stop because I just love building businesses. Like it's, it's so fun, man. If you tell me, hey, Tom, you can go dirt biking with me and my friends for like three days on a weekend, or I can go to like a seminar with like a bunch of business guys and we can like work on building a business over the weekend, I would choose that. So yeah, dude, like you hit it on the head right there. Just that it seems like I forgot what book it is. I think it's actually it's like they're the theme of it is actually talking about how people live their lives working these bullshit jobs and how unhappy they are because they're not actually exploring their dreams and um you know, they're just not getting the creativity or creativity they have within them out of it. And they're just kind of just sitting around, just acting like they're working all day. I think it's actually called bullshit jobs. I could be wrong. Yeah. This is why I need a fact checker on here. But yeah, yeah. But, and that's the whole theme of the book and just how just people just live their lives in quiet desperation. And just, you know, and after 30 years, I just kind of look back and wonder what the hell happened and why did I live my life like that and not take a chance at something. And, and, and where I'm getting at too with that is just, you know, cause I've always kind of had that, you know, I've always had that go to school, you know, you'll make money to get more education, the more success you'll have and whatever job you want to get, which is, you know, there is some truth to that, but it's not always true. And just that, you know, with this podcast was actually the first, if you want to call this, a, I don't know if I would call it a business, it's a podcast. I don't know, but it was the first thing I ever did as far as with entrepreneurial, where it was like my own thing and I could work my own hours and do it the way I wanted to do and get out my own create creativity. Does that kind of make sense what I'm trying to say? Totally, totally. They, um, I don't know where I read this, but they say like, it's only considered work if there's something else you'd rather be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So when, when I'm building my businesses, I love the people I'm talking with, or I'm having meetings with like you and I on this podcast is, is, you know, for my businesses as well, you could consider this quote unquote work, but this is a hell of a lot of fun at the same time. Sure. You know? So um, when I transitioned from having a job to going into full-time business, I actually realized that being in a job was much harder than building the businesses, even though I worked, quote unquote, worked a hell of a lot more. So, you know, I was working eight hours a day for somebody else and I was miserable. And then in the evenings, I'd work on my business for myself for four or five hours a night and then I go to sleep. And then when I went full-time business, I still worked those 16-hour days, but it literally feels like I'm working maybe three hours a day or two, because if you were to look at me from an outside perspective, it's like, okay, this guy does 16 hour days. But from my perspective, there's only three hours or maybe two hours a day where I don't enjoy what I'm doing. Mm. So technically from my perspective, I only work two or three hours a day. Yeah. That's, and that's a great point at it. Cause you're actually doing something you want to do and it's not work. And the definition where people were just, you know, with those bullshit jobs are literally just sitting there staring at the clock. And I mean, I'm not, and I'm, I'm one of them. I mean, I mean, I have a great job. Don't get me wrong. And I'm very fortunate to have it. And I don't, it's not one of those jobs that I actually don't mind going to work every day, you know, cause mm -hmm. I actually enjoy it so much, but you know, a lot of people don't have that. They're not as fortunate. So yeah. So working those 16 hour days or 12 hour, eight hour days, whatever you're doing, just, it's like, they just watch the clock all day long and just, you know, beat themselves up mentally and physically. But I wanted to ask though, that, you know, it seems like the, 
norm for entrepreneurs is that you have to work 16 hour days in order to be successful or, you know, you're sleeping on the ground floor like Elon Musk did or whatever, just to get his, you know, Tesla factor going or whatever it was at the time. I mean, do you kind of think that's alongside it or is it just one of those things like you said that, yeah, you're there for 16 hours, but you're actually enjoy being there. So you don't really mind what's going on. Yeah, that's such a great question. I mean, there's so many different aspects to that. You can look at people that have, you know, been born into like very prestigious and very entrepreneurial families and they have never been bankrupt they've never slept on a floor they've always had phenomenal life situations and they're phenomenal entrepreneurs right i think what gets unfortunately you know i i don't think they should get bashed i think society really bashes them um but i think what really gets more publicity is the struggle because more people relate to the struggle um, because more people have to go through that to be successful. I think a lot of it can be avoided with proper like coaching or mentorship or guidance, whether you have somebody that's done it before. Like if Elon Musk was working with somebody who was, you know, much further along with him, he probably could have done more in a shorter time period. And maybe he wouldn't have had to sleep on the floor for, you know, that six months or something if he had yeah. some guidance. So it's it's hard to do like a blanket statement. I wouldn't say like it's a requirement that you have to sleep in a car or sleep on your floor. <laughs> uh, like you hear so many entrepreneurs. I mean, we were, I was listening to uh, Ed Milet. He's got a great podcast, of course. And like he one of his big statements is he remembers being in the shower and they cut off the water to his house because he couldn't afford the water anymore. And then he was going across the street to the community center to have a shower every day. And like, he's so grateful every day to have water and he's worth like $400 million now, but no, I wouldn't say, Hey, you have to go without water (laughs) to be a successful entrepreneur. Right. Right. Individualized. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And just, I think it's some people do make it as the social or the norm not a social norm, but just a, or the narrative of entrepreneurial that, you know, you got to stick to the grind and it's going to have hard times, which you will, if you want it done. Right. But also, like you said, that people love those stories and I'm a sucker for those stories that, you know, people hit rock bottom and they grind the shit out of stuff and they had nothing. And then now they're, you know, riding, I don't know, having yachts out in the ocean, just partying like the Wolf of Wall Street style or whatever, dude. And so, yeah, I'm a sucker for those types too, but you talked about mentorship. I mean, and that's one thing that, I forgot who I was talking with, but we were talking about the difference between role models and having mentors. And uh, I didn't realize the, the difference in it that, you know, I looked at as kind of one and the same, but a role model is kind of somebody that, you know, if you want to look up and be like Elon Musk, that's fine. But, and, but if you can't really take the exact same road as he did, just because it might not work out for you. But if you have a mentor, you kind of have somebody who can kind of show you and help you along the way. Is that kind of how you feel? And show you like what's right and what's wrong and like, give you hints and tips down the road to you know, kind of push you that way and onto the success road. Totally. Totally. And, and just before I dive into that, um, how we were talking about like the stories of struggle, I think like, I haven't thought too much about this, but just flying off the cuff is, you know, like a human nature, we really want to relate to somebody or we yeah. want like have some form of comparison. Right. So if you're like, Oh my God, I just lost 20 grand in a business deal. And, you know, I still have 40 grand in the bank, but I'm so stressed. And then you listen to a podcast and Ed Milet had his water turned off. (laughs) Like all of a sudden, your life is so much better. (laughs) I agree 100%. I agree 100%. It's like, not that bad. (laughs) Or you lost a million bucks or whatever. Or like, 
you hear the stories of like tragic, like someone lost a daughter or a brother or something like that. And then you're just like, wow, you know, like I really don't have it this bad. Like, let's keep pushing, let's keep going. And it's like a, a source of fuel. So I think it's, you know, when you do use comparison in a very positive way, it can be very beneficial to your life. Um, and then what you mentioned about like, you know, coaching, I, I have two definitions for coaching and mentorship. Okay. Um, so for myself, mentorship is somebody that looks at your life in like a holistic way, your, your values, your morals, your ethics, your short-term goals, your five-year goals, your tenure, your lifelong goals. What do you want your life to stand for? Uh, your relationship with your family, your relationship with your friends, your relationship with yourself, um, your hobbies. And a mentor can really guide you around having a holistic life that is significant and fulfilling, right? So at the end of your life, you're like, wow, that was an amazing life. I'm so happy that I lived that life. Opposed to, for me, a coach is somebody that's very kind of granular and down to the details where they're Hey, Tom, you know, your public speaking skills are not that great. <laughs> you, you said book learning in front of 150 <laughs> people. <laughs> let me let me help you out with that. So then they give me like details around public speaking or, you know, I need help with sales or I need help with whatever my mindset. They're able to go into that and really provide coaching. But I would not rely on that coach per se for you know, hey, I'm having a massive fight with my with my brother or this business deals going sideways. They're not there for that. So yeah. for myself, where I'm like very grateful is I, I look for somebody that can do both. So I have a phenomenal coach and mentor. They look at every aspect of my life. I bounce like all of my ideas off of them, all four businesses, as well as other projects and other ideas. And they can give me awesome guidance. They've accomplished like so much more than than I obviously have now and like where I really plan on going, um, you know, billion dollar net worth. That's what we're going for. Right. So, oh, yeah. So I'm really grateful to have somebody to give me like a life direction as well as, you know, business direction as well. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And that's one thing that, you know, a lot, of, I, I've always kind of want tell people, you know, Hey, if I, I know I'm not doing good at everything, I'm not I'm great at everything. So if I am doing something wrong or, you think it could be done a better way. Like, let me know, you know, you don't want to surround yourself with just, yes, man. You know, like I know I, I fucked up that word book learning. So tell me that, <laughs> you know, tell me I need to go improve my, my stuff, you know? And, and it is the same thing for here. You know, when like we were talking about, Hey man, if I, you know, fuck up a word or say the wrong stat or fact or whatever, that's okay. But I want somebody to call me out on it, but not everybody likes those, those critiques and that feedback. Right. And, but I feel like that's what, people need in order to grow in order to get better is this like hey you know you know do but you know you sucked at this now do better and even though it sucks and i don't you know it sucks you hearing that but you know if you're told you're great all the time then how can you get better i mean but you're, you're really not doing anything spectacular right yeah absolutely absolutely yeah you need to be humbled a lot of the time and you need to step up the game a lot of the time as well and again with I, I, going back to the coaching and mentorship, somebody that can give you that constructive criticism. That's not just calling you say, Hey, you're an ad, like an idiot. And you're just like not helpful at all. <laughs> right. Like there you go, constructive you criticism. I'm an idiot. Tell me how I can be better. Right? Exactly. <laughs> a better idiot. Right. But like where a coach and mentor can kind of 
look at all those aspects of yourself or your life. And then maybe you're beating yourself up too much. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, Tom, you messed up one word. You don't need to be in like a depression for like three weeks, right? It's one word, like stop being such an idiot. Let's go. Right. So um, some people need more encouragement. Some people need more, you know, being, being a little bit more humble. And that's where having someone that you can speak with, they can really assist you with, with what you need. Yeah. You know, I'm all for those humbling experiences and that, I need them in life. You know, you know, like when my girl dumped me a few months ago and then, you know, when I, you know, do my lifts or whatever, and I don't make the weight I want to or whatever, but you need that in order to grow, in order to get better. And you learn from those mistakes where I learned from them anyway. It's like, okay, you know, let me talk, let me self-reflect and figure out what I did wrong. And that way, next time I'll, you know, in order to pre- prepare or whatever, I can do better. And then, you know, like, for example, I mean, not, not cause it's not perfect and we're human beings and we're not going to get everything perfect at all times. And no matter how much I want it that way. And, however much that I wish it was that way all the time, but it's just, it's just not, you know, and that, but also taking these chances and learning from your mistakes is what, you know, you know, helps you get out of that comfort zone. And, um, like, you know, like doing this and I've already kind of touched on it once, but it just got me out of my comfort zone, but I knew that, you know, by having these conversations and opening myself up to the world and being vulnerable at the same time and trying to have these humbling experiences, I needed that in order to get better at the things I wanted to do. Like you just said, billion dollars was the goal. And you keep doing the same shit. You're just going to keep getting the same results. I mean, just, I forgot who said it was that Einstein. I don't even know who said that, but yeah. yeah. Insanity. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's one of these things that you got to take a step and, you know, into a different direction in order to gain what you want to. And, you know, and I'm loving your story though, dude. Like you, you were, you did that. You found the motivation. You see, you've been grounding. Yeah. Life's an adventure, man. And like, that's what I think about on a daily basis is I really, really just want to live a life full adventure. And it's like business and it's traveling and doing this that, and the other thing. And, you know, sure, we're going to screw up. We're going to mess up lots of things. We're going to have tons of highs. We're going to have tons of lows. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't want to be on a super comfortable, like linear path that is just like step up step up step up step up you know i want that like exciting thrill of a life where it's you know we're doing something we're launching a new project oh my god project blew up <laughs> like <not laughs> you know we need to adjust. let's do something else i want to get to the end of my life and be like whoa i really lived you know like i totally had a life of, of adventure and thrill and excitement and I pushed myself to the limit I was really trying to be the best version I could be I was really trying to help other people be the best versions of them I was trying to progress you know mankind I was trying to progress my community you know really add value and if you're trying to truly add value and become a person of value you need to push yourself in many different aspects and um, play, you know, you don't need to play, have fun, live on, you know, enjoy those adventures and, and just freaking go for it, man. Dude, I love it, dude. You're more, more ready to run through a brick wall here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get it. <laughs> Power lifting after this. I, I, lo- I love what you said though, dude. Like, you know, um, I can't remember. I'm going to probably fuck this up too, but I think it was the Egyptians. Like when you get like, as part as like their afterlife or whatever, once you get to the gates or something, they ask you if you ever found joy in your life and what was it? And what you were just talking about, man, finding an adventure and having the ups and having the downs and, you know, and like you're saying that brings value to yourself and you keep on the grind and keep working hard at the game, what you want to. And, you know, there's going to be ups and downs and that you still find joy out of that. And there's that there's something to that. And just and, and my point is, is that, you know, and you said like when you're on your I think you're when you're live 
get to the end of your life. I can't remember exactly what it was, but you know, somebody else said at one point that when I'm looking back on my life on my deathbed, that I want to say that I had these adventures and I had these life experiences and I'd rather just not be like, fuck, you know, I wish I would have got that new iPhone that one time or something, you know, but you can say like I had a life well lived. Totally. Totally. Totally agree. And it can be applied to everything. I mean, I used to, it's funny because my mentor you know, this guy's accomplished so much. It's incredible. And um, he literally tells me to sleep more and have more fun. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, this is crazy. Like my whole life, every coach I've had, every mentor I've had has been like, work harder. Let's work harder. Sure. That's how I mean. Like military mindset is like, let's work harder, be disciplined. You know, got to meditate in the morning. Then you got to read your book and then you got to do this and then you got to do that. And then at noon, you got to go for a run. It's like, cool. I did that for a long, long time. Um, but I realized that I created my own prison. You know what I mean? Like I was constantly building and pursuing a life full of adventure and freedom. And I was literally creating my own prison through my own scheduling and through my own discipline and my thought process, because I thought that's what's going to get me to where I wanted to go. And if I was always trying to get somewhere different, because I always have different goals, it's 1 million, 10 million, 50 million, 100 million, whatever, right? We always want to progress. I'm a progressive person. I always want to be better. That means that I'm never going to be happy with my life because I'm always going to be perfecting my daily schedule to accomplish something that I'm constantly moving the goalposts for, right? And then sure. I was like, holy shit, man. I'm literally going to live a life of misery and I'm going to be that like guy that's worth one or $2 billion. And now I hate my life and I've got no friends. I've got like no family. I've got no adventures. You know, somebody asked me like, oh, what'd you do with your life? And I'm like, oh, I just worked in an office all day. Yeah. Whole life. Like, hell no. It's like, you want to launch this business, crash that business, and you want to go traveling, and then you want to, you know, meet this person, meet that person, build incredible relationships. And, you know, I would way rather be 60, 70, 80 years old and accomplish half, but live an incredible life, opposed to accomplishing double and living in a life of misery. You know? Yeah, you know, you... I mean, I'm, as far as I know, you can't take it with you after you die. I mean, so why not? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's great. I mean, I'm not putting it aside, though. You know, work hard. If that's your goal in life and that's what you want in life, that's fine. But, you know, and I, and I don't want to push aside what you said that, you know, it does take hard work. It does take discipline. It does. You need all that. And you found that. And that's mm -hmm. what got you to where you are now. But, you know, but you've also seemed like you found a balance, though, too, that, you know, if you need to go have some fun and let off some steam or whatever, you can do that. And, you know, same way with my training and, you know, you can use this example with anything that it's okay that, you know, all right, six days out of the week that you did everything perfect. You know, you got up, you, you got your eight hours, you ate right all week, you you know, kept stress free for the most part and you got all your work done. But on Sunday, if you want to go out and have an ice cream or get off a little bit, have a slice of pizza and a couple of beers or whatever with your boys and have that, yeah. yeah. And have the time to chill out and bro out a little bit. That's perfectly okay. As long as next Monday or whenever the day, next day comes, you're back on it, dude. And you stick to that schedule and that, and yeah, there's a place for doing it 24 seven, I guess, but also that it doesn't necessarily have to be ingrained that it takes a hundred percent of that. You can, I don't know, I guess, I hope this is what I'm trying to say is that you can do all the work and up there, but it doesn't, it's okay to get out, get out of line a little bit off the barrier and, enjoy yourself yeah you like actually live life there you go that's what i'm trying to say actually just live your life it doesn't have to be that you know you have to do this stuff point a to point b to point c to be successful yes that helps but you can enjoy a little bit of it too along the way 
totally enjoy all of it you know what i mean like enjoy as much of it as you possibly can like i probably lived so much in like discipline and routine that i enjoyed like eight percent of my daily activities where and then you know 92 of it was just like i had to do it because i had to do it and then i got to the point too where i'm sure many listeners and yourself as well chris have experienced this then you do let loose and you're like okay i'm gonna have some beers i'm gonna eat some pizza with the boys and then you're like you're enjoying it but then you're like oh man i'm gonna have to work extra hard at the gym tomorrow mm-hmm. and i wish i didn't eat this and oh. it's like Great. So even when I do enjoy myself, I then I beat myself up enjoying it. Or like you go for a way for a weekend to go dirt biking or like go snowboarding or whatever. And you're like, oh man, like all this business is piling up and I didn't get it done, blah, 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 blah. And like you're not even enjoying snowboarding, thinking about the business that you should be doing. And I did that for years. Hey, for years and i was just like tom you are never going to enjoy your life ever. <laughs> like, you're such an idiot <laughs> what are you doing but a lot of people i also think don't have that awareness where they have that consideration they just go through it week after week after week after week day after day after day and they've been in a job they hate for 10 yep. years they're building a business they hate i just read a really great article on instagram or linkedin and this guy was building, I think it was like a $15 million business. And he hated his life, worked 16 hours a day, made crazy money, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then he quit, started a new new business. He makes like, you know, a tenth of the money he used to, but he loves his life. And now it's just like so much better, right? So yeah. just being aware of that, right? And my what, what comes back to the like, you know, really ground myself in my life is, you know, significance and fulfillment. Like you said, you cannot take it with you, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of what it is. So when you get to the end of your your life, and I, I read and I've done some research on like the greatest regrets and what people say when they're you've got you know a month left to live. And they it all kind of comes back to significance and fulfillment. They wish they spent more time with their friends, they wish they spent more time with their their family. And it's all about like relationships and their values within themselves and they wish they were they felt happier they wish they felt Mm -hmm. stronger they wish they took more risks they did more adventures they they really pursued what they desired right so that's why I love you know my coaching and mentoring business because no matter how much money I make I'm not going to be significant I'm not going to feel significant and fulfilled but when I help other people overcome their limiting beliefs and become the best versions of themselves and they don't say book learning in front of 150 people, then they're happy. You know, they're joyful. Yeah. They're becoming better. And that makes me feel significant and fulfilled. So, you know, I really think that's such an important factor to keep in mind when you're, you know, pursuing your career or pursuing your businesses. When, you, when you've got one month left to live and you remember back on your life, are you happy with every choice that you made, right? Yeah, dude, that reminds me. I mean, I've talked about it on here, I think, already for sure. But um, I was listening to a podcast and these two guys were talking about they were having some whiskeys and they were talking. There were two comedians and they were talking about, you know, the life on the road and being successful, but being away from their families at the same time. And, you know, this younger dude was talking to a comedian that's pretty good, Burt Kreischer. I don't know if you know who he is, but um, you know, he asked me, he's like, hey, how do you deal with, you know, he's coming up. He's like, how do you deal with being away from your family and everything and being away from your daughters? And he's like, does it get any better? And and in order to be successful and be who you are today, and, you know, he started tearing up a little bit. And he's like, 
dude, to do it, it doesn't get any better. I mean, you're not going to have that regular fatherhood, you know, Hallmark TV show you see as far as a fatherhood. But if you want this type of life and they'd be this, this type of success and that you could tell, like he started tearing up and he almost, he almost started crying on the podcast. He basically was. And then they both kind of teared up and at the same time. And he was just like, yeah, you just got to kind of figure out what you want out of life. And you just got to, you know, if it's this type of success to have all the money in the world and all the fame in the world, but at what cost you're not the greatest dad in the world. He kind of said that too, that he just felt like he was not one of the better dads in the world. And it was like, fuck man. You know, it's like, is that really what you want though out of life? And as far as success and which everyone wants, everyone, everyone's got their own definition of success, I guess. And, but, and I'm loving what you're saying is that, you know, it's like trying to get the best of both worlds is that, you know, have the work hard, play hard, you know, get to where you want to be, but also don't be afraid to, you know, live your life and have an adventure and be the values and morals on your family. If that's what you have and kind of have the total package, I guess. And that's what always success kind of meant to me is that be well-rounded and be, you know, be the man that you want to be. And hopefully be the person that when other people look at you, you hope when they are looking at you, they're thinking the same thing that you are that, Oh, wow. He's a great man. Yeah, man. It's like, I, I say it a lot and it's like individuality. Like what is true to you? If you want to be a monk, be a monk, you know, like don't have sex, don't get married, whatever, just chill, relax, meditate all the time. That could be your life that you're just fulfilled, significant, and you're so happy with your life. Maybe it is, you know, being a long-term investor like Warren Buffett, and you just want to sit in an office all day and you want to read reports and you want to study and you want to invest and you want a relationship or you don't want a relationship, but you're super, super happy, right? Like my life would drive people insane. Other people's lives drive me insane. So really like take that time to sit down and write out like, what are your values? What are your morals? What are your ethics? What do you want to accomplish with your life? What do you want to do? Do you, how much free time do you want? How much do you want to work? You know, like yeah. what are you going to do with that money? And then really pursue it, right? The definition of success is in my opinion, it's like pursuing worthwhile goals because the definition is never guaranteed. Or, I mean, the destination is never guaranteed. I never know if I'm going to reach my goals, but if I'm on a, a journey that I'm enjoying with worthwhile company, the people that I'm working with, then if I don't even reach the goal, I'm super happy with my life anyways, right? Yeah. And even if you are trying to reach your goal, chances are you're going to keep moving the goal anyway. So just focus on um, really, what do you want? Like, do you want kids? You don't want kids. I, both are fine. Stop listening to society. Who gives a shit what society says? You know, like exactly do what you want. Do what you want, man. Exactly. That's that's the thing. You gotta at some point to stop caring what society or what other people think about you, and you know, or what you're doing with your life. And they're like, you know, because I have people in my life. Not I'm not going to call anybody out or and say anything, but it's always like, why are you not doing this, Chris? Why did you not, you know, take that job? Why did you? Why are you not? I don't know why. Or it's always like, what well, you could always be doing better. And I, I think it's just part of their way of helping me out as far as, you know, like, oh, you need to quit your job and go find a higher paying job and stuff. And, you know, you shouldn't be living your life like this. And I was like, well, bro, I thought I was doing pretty good. I mean, you know, I'm basically debt free besides the house I just bought. And I, you know, I don't have any illegitimate kids. I haven't, you know, I haven't been married. I'm just, I'm not addicted to drugs or alcohol. And, you know, I thought I, you know, I got a full-time job. I got this going on. I'm, got my health going on. I'm doing pretty well, I think, but it's always other people who are always just like, no, Chris, you should be, you should have went and did this. And I was like, why? 
why, what does it matter to you what I'm doing? You know, it's like, you should be, and, it, and, it, and I understand that they're trying to help me at the same time and give me life advice, but it's also that, well, I think I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm very fortunate, very blessed to have what I have. And, you know, I've worked hard to, you know, be here, I guess, you know, and not everybody can say that. And, yeah. and it's one of those things that, you know, I, I don't know how to, how to say this best, but Cause it's just like, it also puts me in a different place that I guess I start to overthink it that, well, maybe I could be doing something different and maybe I am doing something wrong, but that's, but really then I sit back and think about it. So, well, I'm on a good life path here. I make I make good, well-grown decisions and all these decisions I feel like are adding up and adding up and it's going to get to a bigger spot, kind of what you were talking about earlier and where I want to be. So I don't really get why, you know, I'm being told I'm the bad guy here. You know, yeah. does that kind of make sense what I'm trying to say? Totally, man. Yeah. I, totally, I totally relate. Um, and one thing I want to add on to that is I've been thinking about this quite a bit for like the past six months or year. And I almost find that when we say, you know, other people would say this to me, it's actually not a huge amount of other people. It's actually our own inner voice, mm. it's our own doubt and fear. And I would say this, I'm like, oh, people would always tell me like I work too hard. And then I really thought about it. And I was like, I think maybe one person every six months told me I work too hard or maybe once every three months. You know what I mean? So like over the course of three years, uh, say it was every three months. So that's, you know, four people per year over three years. That's 12 people. Right. And then I'm like, okay, so that's 12 people. That's not a lot of people, but like, why do I have this mindset of people tell me I work too hard? It's because I like, chose to hang on to those sure. few, few occurrences and then repeat them and repeat them and repeat them and repeat them and repeat them. And I would like focus on it. So I'm like, Oh, so many people say it. I'm like, well, it's only been 12 people. What do I mean? So many people said it, you know what I mean? And it could be something about like, you know, public speaking or, or whatever it is, you know? And it's like, do people actually say that? Do people actually really care what you do with your life because i don't think they do <laughs> you know they're they're focused on their life and sure. they're doing and if you want to work super super hard maybe they get mad at you for a little while because they can't hang out with you as much but in reality it's probably you imposing a lot of your own like negative self-talk mm -hmm. negative like doubts and fears onto your own you know onto your own self and and your mindset so just like guarding that and being like and I was just doing this the other week about something that's going on business. I'm like, why am I stressing about this so hard? I'm like, my mindset is like being programmed to like stress about this. So like, just cut that thought pattern. That thought pattern is not assisting you. You know what I mean? So I know exactly what you mean, dude. Because, you know, just touching on that, it's so easy, especially in today's times, I feel like to be negative and that, you know, when you are, when somebody, if you are negative, well, when a person's negative towards you, it's so easy to hang on to it too. Because, you know, I mean... I'm guilty of it just because somebody will say, you know, like I said, you know, you not necessarily work harder, but you know, you should, you know, you should go find a job that's higher paid or you should quit your job now and get a, start being an electrician. That's what one guy was telling me. Dude. I was like, that's not, I can't quit and throw everything away just to go taking a, you know, apprenticeship, which, you know, there is, I guess I could, but I'm not going to do that, you know? And, right. but crap, I almost lost my train of thought, but it's a, yeah, that's it. So it's just so easy to be negative in that it's one of those things that when I find myself getting negative and I find myself in that negative comfort zone or negative loop that I just got like, all right, dude, get yourself out of here, you know, turn things around and get back positive. And, and it's like almost also trying to surround myself with more positive people in my life. And just, and you can relate to this cause you know, you don't hang out with just 
you know, you try to hang out with the same people who think you basically like mind, you know, your own tribe rather than just people who are off doing their own thing, just telling you like your shit all the time. Nobody wants, who wants to hang around like that all the time? You know, you know, for, for example, you know, I went and saw uh, Top Gun the other day. Thought it was awesome. Great movie. Right. And you know, everyone I've talked to so far has loved it. Right. But I bet you so, there is one person out there who just fucking loves being negative. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, and I'm probably going to find it sooner or later. And like, somehow we'll get on this subject. Hopefully it ain't you, Tom, but, uh, but you know, start talking about I, hate Top Gun. <laughs> I hate you, Chris, because you like Top Gun. <laughs> no, no, exactly I'm what done. it is. I'm done. Podcast. Okay. All right. Podcast. Thanks everybody. We're out of here. <laughs> no, but that's exactly it. Like everyone I've talked to saw Top Gun was a badass movie. Right. And then yeah. now we go find some random dude who's just like, oh, you liked it? Well, I just want to fucking shit on it because I know you liked it. And it's like, well, what did you hate about it, right? And they're like, I don't, I ain't got to tell you. They're like, no, it sucked. And I was yeah. like, well, well, tell me what you didn't like, man. You did you not like Tom Cruise? I mean, what's up, man? And it's just people like that. They just choose to be negative just because they think that it's cool, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, man. And, um, you know, I, I really struggled with like what people thought for a long time. I sure. was a people pleaser, you know, I was always a people pleaser. I want everybody to be happy all the time. I agree. I was like thinking about this. I don't know when I was like 22 or something like that. And I'm like, you know what, no matter what I do, someone's going to hate it. Sure. <laughs> like if I love to dirt bike, there's somebody out there that's like dirt biking is dangerous and you're going to hurt yourself and you shouldn't do it. <laughs> if I want to be, a buddhist monk and they're like mm, that's a bad idea you shouldn't do it yeah. then there's people that love it and then if you want to be christian and you people love it people hate it you know it doesn't matter what you want to do you want to go swing dancing people love it they hate it you want to fight ufc mm -hmm. they love it they hate it so like no matter what you choose people either love it or hate it. you drink a cup of water people hate water <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean hydrating <laughs> <laughs> I literally was just like, bro, I'm so done caring about what people think, That's you know, like, because it's impossible to please everybody. It is. There's, there's what, 7 billion people in the world. No, no matter what decision you choose to do, someone's going to love it or hate it. And it's a lot of people. You want to be an electrician? I'm an, I have an electrical degree as well. Impressive. And there's a big chunk of people that think electrical is stupid and a waste of time. <laughs> like, probably like hundreds of millions of people. <laughs> like, that's a lot of people. And then there's, there's a lot of people that think it's a great idea, like a couple billion. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's just like, why am I wasting energy on this, man? Like, do whatever the hell I want. Dude, I, dude, I look, Tom, I love your mindset, man. I mean, is this something that you know, do you meditate? Do you think about stuff a lot? Or is this something you've just been picking up? I mean, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, 26. Just okay. 26. Yeah. So you're young dudes. I mean, is this, a, you know, cause you know, when I was 20, let's say probably not until I was turned 25, maybe 26, 27, I really started to change my mindset and was like, all right, let's start looking at how things I can grow and how I can get better with myself. Just because, you know, leaving college, I felt like a fucking loser, dude. And it's like, I, all I was doing was just, there to party really. Right. And was just not really thinking about my future. And, and then when everybody left, you know, started living their life, I was just kind of stuck and, you know, didn't really have a job. I moved back here with my mom and pop. And it was just like, well, I, mean, we're, I, didn't, I felt like a huge loser. I didn't know where to go. And I didn't really know how to think about things or look at life. And, you know, I kind of, I'm guess what I'm getting at is I wish I would have had your mindset at the time though, just, and it, it's taken me, you know, I'm going to be 36 soon. And it was taking me this much time to actually kind of figure out, all right, let me, change the way I've been thinking about things and actually look at it into a, a different light and 
change myself into a growth mindset and just let, you know, not everything is, is bad. Not, and, you know, I used to always hate people like just because they were so successful and, you know, they were, you know, doing very well for themselves. And it was like, you know, that could have been me, you know, like if I would have had that, if I would have had that in my life, I would have been there, you know, and, and I didn't really understand, you know, the importance of work and self-discipline and, you know, taking the ups and downs like you were talking about earlier. But yeah, I mean, I guess my, I guess what I'm getting at is this, this is something that life has just gave you that you were just born with, or you just kind of learned it along your way as far as your life path or life experiences, as far as your mindset and mentality. Totally. I'll, I'll dive into that, but you just gave two another great examples. I'm like, if you make too much money, people will hate you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. People shit on it, dude. If, if you're too disciplined, people will hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no matter what you can't win. I know. And it's just hilarious. Um, but yeah, I would say it, it was a combination of things. When I was younger, um, I've really had, I, I actually got to say like movies and, and TV oh. series and whatnot actually like really gave me a sense of, I don't know, like who I wanted to be. And it was always the movies of people that overcame and like became, and they like made an actual impact and they changed and they they did something significant, whether it was whatever, like Batman or like something like that, you know, like something cool like that. And I was just like, man, like, I feel like I've got this choice in life and I can either do something that I really want to do, like make an impact, or I could just like go through life and, and do something, you know, a little bit less. And I'm like, you know, what, what do I want to do? And I always just really wanted to do something significant. And not, I'm not saying that creating money is significant. I mean, there's you can be a school teacher and whatever make whatever money who cares but you're like changing lives that's super significant yeah. so i do not say like scale is significant like i don't think anybody that's doing greater things or whatever everything is very significant what i'm saying is like what i want to do with my life is on scale i really really want to scale large things because i think it's a lot of fun so i had this <clears throat> like when i was watching those movies was a sense of accomplishment and I wanted to become somebody that I was really proud of you know and I wanted to step into those shoes and accomplish things that I was going to be proud of myself for accomplishing so that was of scale for me I don't know why but I'm really attracted to scale I really want to like change the world I want to impact billions of people's lives I want to do things that are in my eyes extremely significant so when I was watching those movies, it was like, hey, they went through struggle and they kept working and they kept working and they went hard and they went hard and they worked hard. And then out of high school, you know, I got my first job at 14 carrying wood in the lumber mill. And I was like, okay, this is like the first step. And then I got like, you know, into affiliate marketing. And then that was the second step. And then I got some coaches in affiliate marketing. <clears throat> and then I started reading business books. And I was like, I literally read some business books and I would like put them down and stare at the wall and be like, this changed everything you know <laughs> so then or like a book on philosophy and you're just like oh my god this changes everything so then I was like obsessed with with the the acquisition of knowledge and I still am absolutely obsessed with it so I, I crushed like you know, over 300 books over about three or four years um, a lot of audiobooks because I was listening to audiobooks while I was driving to and from work while I was working some days I would do two books a day um, yeah I just I don't know how many hundreds of books I've read, but it's a lot of books and like hundreds of thousands of hours worth of podcasts 
Nope. And it's just this endless like hunger to become a better version of myself. But before it was from a lack thereof because I never thought I was good enough. And I always yeah. wanted to be more. So it was a very toxic energy and a very negative mindset that I was operating out of um, because I was using comparison in a very negative light because I always wanted to be more. Um, so I had like a transformation coach and I had a couple other coaches and I really worked on that for many years. I med I meditated for like four, I guess it's like seven or eight years now of like 20 minutes every day. Um, obviously I take some days off, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's I'm with you. I understand. But with that, like I've transitioned to, I want to become the best version of myself and acquire as much information and knowledge and accomplish as much as I can, because I want to. And it's exciting and it's joyful and it's going to bring me happiness. And I already am happy. And this is a journey that I'm on that I just absolutely love. Like, it's not, I have to read a book. It's like, I get to read a book. Like, I'm so excited to read this book. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't have a business meeting tomorrow. I get to go to a business meeting tomorrow. Like, I'm stoked. I get to meet with my business coach. I get to start this other business. I get to do this. You know, so like changing that mindset, but it all stemmed from like, clearly, Tom, what do you want to do with your life? Because if you're uncertain about what you want to do, then you're never going to be happy because you're never going to be certain. You're always going to be doubting every move you make. Bro, I love those fucking words you just said that because if it wasn't until I forgot when I learned that, but you know, it was one of those days I was having a down day or something and you know, I was, didn't really want to go work out. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to go do all this shit and, you know, make myself feel even worse. But I forgot what happened. But anyway, it just, you know, when I said that, oh, I get to go do this every day. And, you know, I guess I had some kind of positive light or uh, I don't know what the word is for it. Some kind of oblivion. Is that the word? Not oblivion. I don't know. Anyway, some, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Some kind of light that shined on me. It was like, dude, turn it around. Like, ooh, I get to go do this stuff every day. You know, I get to get up in the morning and, and go read a book or listen to Joe Rogan or those other two guys I was talking about earlier. And it's just, yeah, dude. And like, now we're talking. Cause you know, like I said, uh, some people don't have that or they haven't found that yet in their life. And does that realize how much it's changed and just that, you know, a lot of my change has come through, uh, you know, my CrossFit workouts and my lifting and stuff and just found out, you know, I'm putting myself through hard shit and putting myself around like, you know, guys I work out with or, you know, police officers and stuff and they're, we're all grinding and doing the same shit. And, you know, there's something we're building that camaraderie and, you know, we're building that teamwork and it's like, Hey man, we're down here. You know, I'm not a police officer or anything, but it's like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm not doing the same work you are, but I'm also, you know, killing myself right now, you know, with the, during this workout, making myself feel worse. It's like, I get to do this with these guys, you know, I've built or build or have built some of the best friendships I have since starting this stuff, you know, and it's like made, made me find that, you know, I want to learn more. I want to, my mind to grow. I want to be able to have conversations with, you know, people like you who are to do this and have good talking points and like learn about what you went through. And, you know, you said philosophy and I never didn't even think about philosophy in college. You know, you probably would ask me philosophy what or what it was in college, what philosophy was in college. I would have said that's something was, you know, Socrates, I guess, or whatever. But, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, you know, when I've sat down and have these intimate, is intimate the right word? I don't know, with these conversations where, you know, you really explore what philosophy means to you as far as, you know, um, I don't know what a good example is right now. It's, you know, being a philanthropist. I said that word right. I fucked that up too. But like something along those lines or, you know, how do you feel about, you know, what, what did Socrates say? The only thing he ever found out was that he never 
he always knew that he didn't know anything or something's like, Oh, what did he mean by that? And stuff like that. And, he's, and you have these great conversations and you build these relationships. You never think you would have. And I've kind of lost my point on this ramp, but yeah, I guess it was just like, yeah, just learning all that. Just didn't know how much I would be able to change your life. And just these little small things that you just tell yourself every day. I guess that was my point I was going for. Totally. Totally. And, and what, like the more you learn in general, like you, it's true. Like the more you realize that you don't know, because no matter what statement you make, you can be incorrect. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. that's why I'm really say individuality a lot because I'm like, oh, if I say you need to work more, some people don't need to work more. They need to work less, right? It's for the small minority, right? And majority, but, and then you can say like, oh, this person should eat more vegetables, but they're allergic to vegetables. So they should eat less vegetables. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what you say, there's always somebody that it's not the perfect fit for. So you need to like encapsulate that into a form where you can communicate it effectively, but it's difficult because you have to add in so many variables to every conversation because everything is unique to each individual. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. Just because some of the stuff yeah, that I've been doing through my life and what you've been doing is going to be completely different than what Elon, like you know, we said that Elon Musk is completely different than what he went through in his life. So it's all yeah it's all depends on like you know the choices you get you know like matthew mcconaughey wrote about uh green lights and so just talk, yeah just talking about you know the, the opportunities you get in your life and what you decide to do with them basically and you know not everybody can hold your hand for you they should either take that opportunity or or even realize it is an opportunity and i fucked up a lot once man you know i look back on it, it's like man that was right there in front of my face as far as you new know, stuff in college and i just ignored it um yeah. So in this, like I, you know, that same opportunity would not have been, you know, what you would have had in your life or the rock or Elon or Warren Buffett or whoever, you know, your role model is or whatever. So yeah, it's all unique and it's all like how you decide to live your life and decide like, what is that? What is the meaning of this opportunity right now? But yeah, it's also a great book too, dude. It's yeah, something I wish I would have known when I was younger also. That was a, that was such a funny book. I remember he like hit his dad in the face with a two by four and then his dad gets uh, knocked him out. Exactly. Up, I've never been so proud of you in my life. <laughs> that was the day I earned my dad's respect. Oh man. I had so many good laughs when I was listening to that book. Um, and to your, to your, your point earlier in the conversation about like the negative thoughts, like one thing that really helped me is I read this book called Sapiens and it talks about like the evolution of, of humans and that. negative thoughts. Our brains are like really wired for negativity because negativity is danger. Typically that's what our brains are looking for is dangers because survival, the longer yeah. we can survive for as a human, the better. So we're conditioned to look for negative situations so that we can avoid them and we can survive. So generally, I, I, I can't quote me on these studies, but they say like 70% of the, of the average human's thoughts are negative because of that survival instinct. And then with that, I think Joe Dispenza, it's either 60 or 80,000 thoughts the average human has per day. 70% 70 of them are reoccurring you know, from the previous day, it's like a subconscious wiring. So when you become aware of those two things, that one, the human condition is constantly looking for negative so that you can survive for longer. So then you can be like aware of that and want to change that and adjust it. And then also realizing that 70% of your thoughts are regurgitated on a daily basis, subconsciously, then you want to also start making adjustments to that. 
because then you can adjust them to being more significant, more fulfilled, more happy, more joyful, more productive, less anxious, less depressive, you know? Yeah, dude, that's exactly 100%. I mean, never really looked at it in like 60 to 70% of your thoughts are negative, but yeah, and, and reoccurring. But it's like I said earlier, yeah, it's easy to get followed in that trap. I get followed or I fall into it all the time. And, you know, even I get, I think you may have said something about it earlier and I wanted to bring this up, but, you know, I've had a few people talking about imposter syndrome on here and that's something that, you know, I kind of deal with. And the way I describe it is that, you know, you're going to be called out for your talents or realize that you're not good enough or there's something along that no matter what you're doing in life. And it doesn't, hmm. and I, and I can find myself out, you know, especially during my competitions and stuff. It's like, right. When, you know, we get ready to go or, you know, they do the countdown for when we're supposed to start our lift or whatever. It's just like, fuck, you know, leading up to it. It's like, man, here it goes. I mean, I'm probably going to bust out my knee on this one or everyone's going to realize I'm a fluke or whatever. But then the right ones, you know, like Mike Tyson taught me this a while back where he didn't really personally teach this to me, but I heard him talking about it, but that, you know, right when he was started to walk to the ring, I think it was in his documentary that he would start telling himself that he is a fucking God, that he's, mm -hmm. he's a master of all this. And like, obviously it, uh, he was knocking out everybody. So it was right, right then, once I hear the clock start going down, I was like, all right, let's turn, let's turn the volume down and switch the other switch on, man. And just like, all right, you're fine, dude. You're going to be cool, man. And it, it always turns out okay, but it's just my own inner head just getting in my way. And it's yeah. one of those things that a lot of people can't get out of their own way. And it's one thing, speaking of growth mindset and stuff, it's like I'm still learning to do it, but I'm doing it better, I think. Yeah. And if you can take that, you know, 70% negative and turn it to 51% positive, you know, like how much better is your life going to be? And then because you've tipped the scale to that positive side, now, 51% of your thoughts are positive and then your brain rewires for more positive, more positive, more positive. And then next year it's 55% and then it's 60% and then it's 65%. Then every conversation that you have, every experience, every opportunity, you're going into it fulfilled and joyful and happy. And guess what? You're closing more business deals. You're accomplishing more because people want to operate and connect with people who are happy and joyful. Um, so really like monitoring that self-talk and then working to improve it. And, you know, negative thoughts can be as simple as they don't have to be like dangerous thoughts. They can just be like, like you're mentioning, like I could potentially blow out my knee because mm -hmm. that is potentially dangerous, but it's also re relative to like social settings as well. Like what if I go on a podcast and I say the wrong thing? Well, that's attached to like your reputation, which is attached to like their social hierarchy, which is attached to your income, sure. which is attached to survival. You know what I mean? So like your brain just like monitors and analyzes everything and then wants you to survive at all costs so if there's any potential risk of this hindering your survival or progression it's going to pop up like a little red flag if it's dangerous or a little yellow flag and you need to identify those yellow flags are just like little cautions 90 percent of the time they're totally irrelevant it's like cool i could go on a podcast and say something wrong who cares keep on moving forward right it's like what thoughts are actually a making you aware of danger you know what i mean like are you going to stress that you know that girl might say no when you ask her out it's like what that's not dangerous you know what i mean like that guy behind the bar could stab you like that's dangerous <laughs> you know like pay attention. Oh, i agree i agree 100 and, and just touching on that a little bit more kind of echoing what you said that you know jocko willick you know extreme ownership that you know when i do fuck up or you know, say the wrong thing i i 100 will own it you know like okay i messed up i get it i'll take full responsibility for it and i wonder now if a lot of people hate 
saying they fucked up and cause they, you know, it makes them look weak I, to a certain extent. But, you know, I want to be able to tell you like, you know, like, you know, I took a bad business deal, but I learned from it. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I fucked up though at the same time, but now I'm going to learn it, use it as a learning experience. And a lot of people are afraid to say like, I don't know something or even say no to something that they realize this might not be a good situation. And totally. of, but yeah, part of another thing I've been learning. My brother, he, he loves like putting me in a room because he's like, Tom's going to ask all the questions for everybody. He's going to ask the stupid questions <laughs> because I'm that guy in like high school, elementary school, or even now I'm like, Hey, the hell does philanthropy mean? <laughs> you know? and then like everybody looks around and they're like, how do you not know what philanthropy means? Right. It's just like, I, that was one thing that I was born with was like a massive sense of curiosity. Nice everything so i always remember i'll never forget this i was driving with my my mom and dad and my brother and we were on like a road trip to go to um like a cabin or whatever it's like a four-hour drive away and i was asking my dad things like dad how's plastic made dad how is like paper made and i'm like dad how is glass made (laughs) he's like tom swear to god (laughs) stop asking me questions and like another time i'm like dad how does an internal combustion engine (laughs) (laughs) and he's like a mechanic right so then so then he's walking me through he's like okay so there's a casing and then there's a piston and then it compresses an air to fuel ratio and then there's a spark plug and then explodes and then a piston goes down to a connecting rod blah 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 blah. and that's how i learned like that's how i learned everything i'm like how how do i how do i build a marketing business (laughs) like i ask the question to myself and like to the universe and then i go and find people that have built a marketing business whether they've written about it in a book or whether they you know talk about it in podcasts and you can learn everything like i'm so happy with with society today like you have technology where you can look up anything if you want to learn how to build a hedge fund if you want to learn how to be a a coach if you want to learn how to public speak if you want to do whatever it is you want to learn about the nft space you can start going down any avenue and just start asking those words start being or start asking those questions be curious and just keep going down that path and you can literally do whatever the hell you want you'll figure out if you're interested in it or not if you're curious about it and you keep asking more questions That'll be a very strong indication of whether it's something that you want to continue to do or not. Yeah, that's really just, I mean, I know we're getting kind of close on time here, but I know that's, that's really a good point. Just, there's really no more excuses for anything that if you really want to do something that, you know, you have the whole world at your feet to learn anything at, you know, as far as like you just said, podcasts, YouTube, books, you know, find a mentor. I mean, there's, you know, if you really want to learn it, you can. And then, you know, if you decide you don't like it, you know, halfway in, all right, cool. Find the next thing, find whatever it is that you want to do. And, you know, one thing like NFTs is something I've been trying to, you know, learn a bit more about and you now dive into. And it's, it's interesting. I don't know if they're going to be the future. I don't know exactly how to explain it well, but it's just something I've been diving on to because I, I think it's interesting. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are making a lot of tons of money on it. And I was kind of like, well, maybe I need to try to catch this wave. So. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool, man. It's cool to learn about it. Even if you don't care about making money, I was like, well, when somebody asks you, do you know what an NFT is? And they show you a picture of a, what is it, the board eight yacht club or whatever. It's like, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. It's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Be curious about things that you want to learn and you can make money doing anything. So try to turn a hobby into something that you're, you can make money from. And then, you know, you'll technically never have to work a day in your life, even though you'll put a lot of time into it. If there's, 
nothing else you'd rather be doing then it's not considered work right so exactly bro you're curious about dancing or you're curious about music or whatever the hell it is just go start learning about it and you'll realize really quickly because when you learn about something it's either going to give you energy or it's going to take away energy from you you know when you go and do something for four hours and you come back and you're like hyped about it that's a pretty good indication that you could continue down that pathway if you come back after four hours of uh whatever learning about calculus and you're just like want to shoot yourself then maybe you <laughs> then maybe then maybe you don't want to go down a pathway with a whole ton of math and calculus you know what i mean so for sure tom i think we should take wrap this up and take it home on that right there i think it's a good way to end this on it um Honestly. people you're a badass dude dude if people want to find you uh and all that good stuff or you want to plug your businesses or whatever you want to plug feel free to do that bro Awesome. Yeah, you can just find me uh, tommaze.com uh, is the best way to find me. I've got my businesses listed on there. If any of them intrigue you, um, you can obviously reach out to me personally or to, to any of my businesses. And yeah, thanks so much for having me here, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure. This has been a lot of fun. I've been on I don't know about eight podcasts in the past three weeks. And I got to say, I think this was the most fun so far. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll set up another time, man, down the road. We'll, uh, if you get some more business going on or you can teach me about some NFTs more, we'll do this again and bro out a little bit and have some fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. Whiskey next time, right? <laughs> Oh, you're speaking my language, bro. We'll do, it. Right, we'll, do it. We'll, we'll do a part two to this right now. Here. <laughs> but no, I'm definitely down for that for sure. But um, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Thanks again, man. This was badass. So. Awesome. Take care, Chris. All right. We're out of here, folks. See ya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.